Let's look at a scripture uh, over in Philippians for a moment. And uh, this is, you know, this is not designed as you heard at the beginning. This is not designed as a teaching service per se. I, I don't have uh, a, a teaching prepared or planned. I just trust the Lord to, if he wants to say anything, that he'll just bring it out of us and out of me or whoever. I'll start with this right here right now. Not start the service, but start this moment. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. And whatever verse you like. <laughs> six, that's the one I like too. Uh, Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. How, how many things are nothing? <laughs> All right, just trying to emphasize the word nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Uh, but in everything, that's a powerful statement right there. But in everything, uh, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a revelation there, or a, reve a revealing of God's will. Many times people are seeking the will of God. What should I do? Where should I go? Those type of things. And that's fine. That's fine. Good to seek God in that regard. This is the will of God. Many times uh, we, we can become tempted to skip the things we know are the will of God in pursuit of the will of God. I'm going to do nothing until I know the will of God. Well, this would be the will of God. This is one example. What? Well, that we not worry about stuff. So why would you be anxious in seeking the will of God when the will of God is you not be anxious? <laughs> so, so if someone were anxious, anxiously seeking the will of God and the only thing they could hear from God is stop it, it would be scriptural. Now they might apply that to, oh, he doesn't want me to know. No, he just told you. Stop approaching it that way. Stop allowing those conditions to exist in your heart while seeking the will of God. That's not the will of God. What is the will of God? Well, that we would Pray that we would with, uh, well, let's read it accurately. Prayer and supplication, that's a petition type of prayer. Make petition with thanksgiving. Uh, let your request be made known unto God in everything, in everything. So there's not a circumstance, there's not a situation in life where this uh, is removed. In everything, in, every, in everything what? Everything that I wonder about, everything that I have need in, every situation that I need God's help he said, yes, ask me about that. Yes, pray about that. Do it. Ask. Make requests. Stop not asking is another way to say that. Stop doing everything and not asking your father to help you who wants to. And, and the word is do it with thanksgiving. So that means you're thankful and not complaining. It's not a, a grumbling type of prayer request. It's a thankful request. It's like uh, uh, the scripture says over in uh, first, I believe, first Thessalonians. I'd have to find the exact address. Um, 
where it says, uh, in everything, give thanks. Anybody know that verse? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. I'm seeking the will of God. I just don't know what to do. Give thanks. That would be the will of God. Well, not I know that. I'm talking about like in this situation. No, in everything, including this situation. The will of God is to give thanks. So if ever you find, I don't know what to do, you know not to be anxious, you know to pray about everything, and you know to be thankful in everything. So instead of focusing what, on what is unknown and unseen, and something that we, we don't have clear foresight on, we should focus on what we do know. God wants me to ask him with thanks and be thankful. He wants me to be thankful in every situation. I'm just praying the Lord get me out of this mess. No, that's not thankful. I'm not saying the mess is the will of God. Don't, don't, don't interpret it that way. I'm just saying whatever kind of mess someone's in, they ought to find what they can give God thanks for. Because that will be key to their, you know, way out. Amen. Amen. Kind of, think of it this way. So, uh, probably most of you uh, heard me teach a few weeks ago over there in 1 John chapter 5 where he said, uh, John wrote over there, this is the, he said, for if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I think it's 514. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have whatever we ask of him. All right. And I was drawing the point uh, from that passage that most of the time people interpret the will of God as being the thing rather than the asking. And I was saying, I believe that the, that the will of God in that verse is not the thing you are wanting from God, but the will of God is the asking. In other words, the way, the manner in which we make request is the will of God. He said, whatever you ask according to the will of God. If, you, if your asking is, is appropriate, if your asking method is biblical, then I took you over to James chapter 1. If anyone lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously, liberally, and, and you know, braideth not. I'm King Jamesing in my mind, sorry. Uh, uh, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For the one who wavers is like the wave of the sea, tossed to and fro. Let not that one think he'll receive anything from God. In other words, that's asking outside of the will of God. That's praying outside. What? The wavering uncertainty type of prayer. If you're going to ask according to the will of God, then you're going to ask in faith. Amen. 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 And you can see faith all over this verse. You, typically, you can't give thanks for something you do not yet physically possess, for circumstances that have not visibly changed. You cannot give thanks unless you do so in faith. Amen. You can give thanks for things that you already have, physically have, or see, and we ought to do that. But you can't really give thanks for something you don't see unless you do it by faith. Why would a person in the wheelchair say, thank you, Lord, I can walk? Well, they're either crazy or they have faith. They're either delusional or they're saying, no, I believe the word of God. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Therefore, I can walk. 
Why would a person thank God for a job they don't have? Probably because they're, if you're around here, you're probably super smart. If you've read the Bible, then you have a good foundation for doing that. Most people who don't know the Bible aren't going to do that anyway. They're waiting to get the job before they say thanks, and that's why they don't get the job. Amen. You can thank God for your needs met while your needs apparently are unmet. And that's the will of God. Everybody say, thank God. I know God's will. He wants me to ask. He wants me to ask in faith. He wants me to give thanks in every situation. Yeah. Well, why would I give thanks? Because he's working. Because as he's moving, he's bringing it to pass. Amen. My body's changing. My finances are changing. My marriage is changing. My wisdom level is changing. Amen. Opportunities are coming. Doors are opening. God is on the move. The Spirit of God is manifesting in our myth. People are getting saved every day in increased measures. Miracles are commonplace. That's the will of God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm having more fun than I thought I would. (laughs) Praise God. Let your requests be made known to God. Is anybody annoyed at something? You've never prayed about it? Has anybody been complaining about something and you've never complained? You've never prayed about it? You've never made your request known to God? Amen. Request known to God is different than complaint known to God. I have filed a complaint with heaven. God, why? What? Stop it. Stop it. Don't file a complaint. File a request. Amen. And when you say it, if you're not sure, say, thank you, Father. You asked me to ask you about this. You told me specifically that I should talk to you about this. So thank you for doing something. I give you the thanks. I I give you the praise in advance. I mean, you can can give thanks before you even open your eyes to see if anything's changed. That's faith. Hallelujah. Amen. We should look at other scriptures, too, while we're here. Um, let's look at uh, John, left turn John, not right turn where the little Johns are, <laughs> left turn big John, uh, chapter 7. Uh, Let's see, John 7, verse 16. Jesus answered them, the Jews, who he was, who was, they were trying to argue with him. Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine own, is not mine, but his who sent me. That's a good pattern for us to follow. If anyone wills to do his will, He shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. Notice the key there. We'll come back to it. Verse 18. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he who speaks, he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true and no unrighteousness is in him. So he's explaining his Motive, 
his method of wh why he's saying what he's saying. Um, he's basically showing himself as a true ambassador. He's saying, I'm not coming with my own message here. I'm not saying what I want to say. I'm saying only what he tells me to say. All right? That's a, that's a good commitment for all of us because how many know 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we are called, believers are called ambassadors. We're ambassadors of Christ. That means we don't have our message. It's not about our agenda. And let me tell you something. No, I'm just carrying the, the, the message of the king, right? And, and Jesus was, was doing that. But he made this statement in the middle of that because he's saying, you know, what I got, I, I got from the Father. Now, you can see, naturally speaking, someone could say, well, so says you. Right. I mean, I'm just supposed to take your word for it? I mean, that would be a logical question. Just because someone says, I'm the mouthpiece of God. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm not falling for that. <laughs> someone comes, uh, you know, people have done that with me over, over the years, different times. And they're saying, yeah, the Lord gave me this message. Now, I'm, th I'm thankful for inspired words, prophecies, you could call them, that came from God, and that's happened many times. But it's also happened many times where, quote, prophecies came, and they weren't from God. Well, the Lord showed me, and I knew, that's not from Him. But how many know you have to have some discernment to do that? Otherwise, if everyone who says, thus saith the Lord... God is, re is really the, the Lord saying, God is confused. Because he's contradicting himself and, and, and all kinds of stuff. You, we have to have discernment to be able to determine this is the will of God, this is the word of God. Nah, that was just you. I, I, I remember um, hearing uh, Brother Hagin's teachings years ago and him telling stories about when uh, the Lord... And specifically instructed him to uh, travel in ministry. He had pastored and then he started traveling and doing meetings, just like we bring people in here. He would go places and speak. And, but he told him to go to churches, go to local churches, don't go to, uh, you know, like neutral areas. But it was during the time, and I, this is before I was born, some of you were alive, I guess. Uh, but it was in the time of the 40s and 50s and uh, if, if some of you were, are that old and you were a believer back then, you might know firsthand. But a lot of big name, I say big name because they were highly successful and well-known evangelists were traveling all over, our, all over our country, all around our country, and they had big tents, okay? Oral Roberts, you know, A.A. A. Allen, and some of, the, some of these people. And they did massive salvations and healings Every, every healing you could think of. And some of them you can still find because video cameras were kind of new, but they existed. You could find videos on, on the internet now and see people getting healed right before your eyes in those meetings. I remember watching one not too long ago, this little boy, this young boy who was, uh, did you show me this? No. Or someone, but uh, uh, he, was, he, was, he was stuttering. He, uh, uh, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't really just get a whole sentence out. And without, he had some kind of speech impediment is what he had. And, and, uh, and so I think it was Brother Oral that was in this particular meeting. And, and, you know, they'd even put the microphone. You could see this boy couldn't, he had some kind of speech impediment. And, um, and he, you know, just whatever. I don't remember the details, just laid hands on him. 
and just put the microphone in his, in his mouth again. And, he, and it, you, you watched, everyone watched his, his, his voice just cleared right up. Just, he, well, he had him count, I believe. I remember when I count to 10. And it's like one, and it was rough, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> that was one I watched not too long ago. Uh, anyway, during that time, uh, all these ministers were doing this, but Brother Hagen was, was sharing. He said what would happen to him over and over and over again, because he had a powerful ministry at the time, but it was with smaller groups and in local churches and lots of miracles and stuff. But it, almost everywhere he went, someone would stand up in the church and prophesy, you're supposed to get a tent. <laughs> you're supposed to get a tent. Now, what, say, well, what was happening there? They were prophesying out of their own head. They thought, not the Lord. And he said, I never paid any attention to it because I knew what the Lord had already told me to do. He, other people had these tents. He said, I wasn't supposed to get a tent. So he just stayed on doing the will of God. But how many, how many people would be moved by that when you hear it and then you hear it again, then you hear it again, and you hear it again, then the, you start getting this thought out of the mouth of two or three witnesses? <laughs> but people, often, this, this is where it happens even in our day. People see things, they figure things out in their head, and they, they, they mix that with a word from God. And they don't know the difference. Say, so, well, how can, how can we know the difference? Well, here's, here's something that's real important. It's what Jesus said in this passage is, what verse was it again? It, verse 17, if anyone wills to do his will. Sometimes we might read right over that, but if you will to do his will, you'll know. In other words, when our will is too strong, our desires are too big. You know, people will say it this way sometimes. I'm really passionate about, well, you're in danger. <laughs> when you're really passionate about something, that could be a blinder to what you're supposed to do. Because sometimes people become, they become passionate about something. What is that? That's just a strong desire. When I really, really want something, it's difficult for me to discern whether it's God who wants me to do it or I, or I want to do it. If you really, 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 really want something, slow back up. Take some time. Don't just jump in, into things. Don't just quickly prophesy it. <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes the, so, uh, the spirit will move and someone will will receive a word from the Lord or an inspired utterance and they'll prophesy and they'll be speaking accurately what God said and then God's done and they keep going. Why? Because they say what God said and then they say what they wanted God to say. And honestly, sometimes I'm not talking about someone who's a bad person or they're not going into prophesying demonic things. They're going on to prophesy what they want. I want some things. I can think of some things to prophesy. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's going to happen, though. Just because I want it to happen. Amen. The other John, you know, little John. It's the same John. First John 2, I think. He said, he, said, uh, he who does the will of the Lord abides forever. He who does the will of the Lord. 
the will of the Lord. The will of the Lord. If we want to be successful, we want to be successful long term, we want to stay and, and have God's hand on us, it's about seeking the will of the Lord. One of the most famous passages in, in the scripture is Jesus praying before he was crucified for us. When he prayed to the Father and prayed with sweat, sweating as drops of blood, uh, he said, not my will. He said, take this cup from me, Lord. Uh, nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. He laid aside his own will. How many know your desire can be pretty strong when you know you're about to be pummeled with whips and beaten to a pulp beyond imagination, and then you get to become a curse. Bear the sin of the world. How many are praying at that moment? Is there another way? Are we sure about this? Can we save these turkeys a different way? Lord, if we can, let's do that. Nevertheless, I'll do it. That's why I came. I'll do it. But Jesus submitted to the will of the Father, not only in his teaching, in everything he did, but he did it in, his, in, in becoming the, the Savior and the sacrifice for our sins. This is how we discern as well. When we can, be, we can become neutral with the will of God. Well, I really want to be a, I really want to, okay, we all have desires. And, and don't get me wrong, when we're talking about prayer, we're talking about asking God in anything, in every situation. You can ask him for whatever you want, whatever you want in so many areas. Your provisions, your housing, your, you want shoes. Go ahead. I want these really good shoes. Go ahead and ask. He's a big God. Well, I want this kind of car. Go for it. If you can believe for it, you can have it. You know what I'm talking about? But, but I'm, I'm talking about uh, his plan for our lives. I, I'm referencing sometimes praying for other people. And, and, and just imposing our will upon them is not what we do. We're not into witchcraft. Everybody say witchcraft, witchcraft. is bad. Is bad. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why do I say that? Uh, well, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Is for Samuel. Right, uh, and it, it, it's just me imposing my way. Yeah. It's my will. It's what I want to do, not what God said. In that in that cat, in that case, the prophet gave Samuel a, a specific word, and he went ahead and did his own thing. He got rebuked for it. Yeah. We're not trying to manipulate people. Well, I just want my kids to do. Well, you want them to live right. That's good. You want them to love God, serve God, fulfill His plan. Those are all solid, backed in Scripture. Sometimes people get manipulative. We have a son. Remember him? <laughs> Our only begotten son. Uh, he lives, uh, Wesley lives in Oklahoma. Uh, we're not praying for him to come back and live here where he's supposed to be. I'm remembering other movies now. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. <laughs> but, uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> Why do I say we're not praying for him to come back? Because that's imposing our will. Our, 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 our neutral will, if you will, is always the will of God. What's, are you doing something over here? 
a baby cried? Yeah. All right. I didn't even hear it. I didn't. I didn't. Sorry. And our, our prayer for our children is that they would walk in, the, in God's ways. They would hear his voice. And so uh, it's not just what we want. We want them to hear from God. We're not in charge. Do we have desires? Of course. But our higher desire is always his will. He who does the will of the Lord abides forever. I'm not coming seek preaching my own message is what, what, what Jesus is saying. So I want some good things. Fine, but does the Lord want that for you? I'm not talking about blessings. I'm not talking about healing. Those things are settled. Amen. Amen. Praying for other people. Praying that they'll do something. I just want them to do, to do this. Who wants it? Does God want them to do it? Well, of course he does. <laughs> do you have a verse? It's, it's kind of, uh, you think about uh, ministry, all right? All of us are ministers on some level. Some of us are called to, uh, you know, full-time and five-fold ministries and, and so, so forth. Sometimes people can have a, de- a good desire. doesn't mean they're supposed to do it. Sometimes the desire is born out of comparison or it's born out of, uh, you know, looking at someone with their perspective and wanting what they have. And that doesn't mean it's God. You know, over in, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and said, uh, if anyone desires the office of a bishop, or we, we would say, a, you know, a leader, a spiritual leader, or a, someone who's ruling. He desires a good thing. So he said, you know, that's a good desire. You want, you want to be in this position? That is a noble desire. That's a good thing. And then he went on to just uh, basically disqualify a whole bunch of people. <laughs> He's like, let's whittle down the list real quick. Then he started laying out the qualifications for being in, in, in that type of office. And they've got to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. I wonder if he was saying, you know, let's just, let's shrink the group here. Let's do a little Gideon army thing here. Go help, have them get a drink, you know. <laughs> because not everybody is supposed to do it. And if you can talk someone out of it, they probably ought not do it. And if they're living a compromised life, they're certainly not ready to do it. They've got to have track record and be proven in order to step into that, that type of position. But, but you wonder, uh, you know, again, if you can talk someone out of it. I, I do a class. Yeah, one of my classes in the Bible school, um, one of the things that I say at least I say sometimes, is uh, I talk about ministry, and I'm talking about being a pastor, pastoral ministry, is uh, I tell them, if you don't have to do this, don't. In other words, if God doesn't make you, and I use that word lightly, he doesn't make any of us, but almost like if he doesn't really, if it's really not something you have to do, then go do something else. Work some other kind of career and job, and support the ministry, and be in the ministry, it helps. And it almost sounds strange. What, you're in a Bible school class trying to talk people out of being a pastor? Yep. Why? Why would I say, why would you do that? 
Because the ones that won't, that can't be talked out of it, they're more likely called. The ones that can be talked out of it, I just saved them a lot of frustration. They can pursue some other things in their life and serve the Lord just as much. You know what I'm talking about? It's like when someone's called to preach, they, they have to. I can't, I can't imagine, um, and again, I'm only young. I can't imagine not preaching. Like just being done. I could be done for a couple weeks, but you know. I can't imagine stopping. Say, what about when you're 80? I've never been 80. (laughs) Ministry might look different. I don't know, but I can't imagine not doing something in ministry for the Lord and and speaking. Why? It's like dogs bark. (laughs) Cows moo. (laughs) I must speak the word of the Lord. (laughs) I have to prophesy. I have to tell the truth, you know. I have to explain the word of God. I have to. Yeah. I have to make people raise their hands on three. <laughs> Do you say you have to? So the Lord, so the Lord makes you. It just—it's not like that. It's—it's it's just in me. Okay. Not because I willed it into being. Not because I saw someone else. I want to be just like you. It's like, no, I saw someone else that said, you go, you get them. I'll send you support. You know, I'll support you. I'll pray for you. That, it did not come from that. And it can't come from that. There is a neutrality that we, we need to have when it comes to praying for others. A neutrality meaning... We're not, not, our will is not in the, the equation. The will of God is the, is, is the only thing that matters to us. When it is, we can hear. We can discern. We can get clarity. We can be led. But if we really have so much, some, you know, skin in the game, as they so to speak, we're clouded. It's like the, it's like when you got a, you know, young boy, young girl. Remember that song? <laughs> and, uh, and, and they're dating, and they love each other, and they, they're, they're feeling the feelings. And, and, but it's maybe, maybe not the right relationship. Maybe they're not a good fit. Or maybe the Lord is, is dealing with them, you know, to, to back off. How many know it's sometimes very hard for a couple in that situation, especially if they're at all physical? Even if they're not, like, in the sack, but, you know, they're physical at all? It's very difficult for them to hear God's voice. Why? Their emotions are yelling, and God's voice is, still, is that still small voice. You hear anything? I don't hear anything. You hearing anything? No, I'm good. I think he likes this. I just feel good about this. Well, one guy told me years ago, after he had been, you know, making out with his girlfriend for, like, a long time. <laughs> and, uh, and... And something was happening where they were being broken up, broken up somehow. And, and he was just saying, I just, I just don't know how the Lord could let me feel this way and, then, and this not be what he wants for me. I thought, let you feel that way? Everybody would feel that way. You get in that situation, that is no sign of the will of God. Why even, you know, that's just a sign. 
your home hormones are working. That's a sign you're human. You're not bad for feeling that way. You probably put cross the line there a little bit, but uh, you know that's not a sign from God. I really feel wonderful when I'm with this person. Of course you do. Wait a year. <laughs> See if you still feel that way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, Everybody okay? Yes. Amen. We just got to seek the will of God. Amen. Praise God. Pray. Pray the will of God. L- look over at, uh, you want to go another place? Yes. Hmm. Um, to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. And notice, notice verse 25, Isaiah 43, 25. The Lord speaking here, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. I will, rem- I will not remember your sins. Blots out your transgressions. There is like an accounting thing where, you know, they have a ledger and you owe me money and you owe me money and you owe this bill. And it's, it's scratching that out. He blots it out. Your debt is no longer held against you. He said, verse 26, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. I want you to notice that, that language there. Put me in remembrance and let us plead together or contend together. I think it's King James says plead. Contend together. First of all... When, when talking about praying, we're in this together with the Lord. It's not God over here and us over here and we're trying to get something done. He's in us. He's guiding us. He will lead our prayers. It's like, he's like, ask me for this so I can say yes. Yeah. Ask me to do something for you because I want to do it for you. So a lot of times our prayers, we think we came up with it and it wasn't us, it was him. We find ourselves praying. We're just trying to be yielded to him. We're asking him to do something, and it was his idea that we ask. How many think that's happened? Probably a lot. Totally. A lot. Well, I just wanted this. Well, you wanted it because God wanted it, and he, he helped you to want it. Yeah. Why? Because you're working together. It's not us trying to convince God to do something he doesn't want to do. People have this, that vision of prayer sometimes. I'm going to pray, pray, pray. God, please, 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 move, move, move. Work, 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 work. And he'll finally say, okay, I guess, here you go. No, he wanted to do it all along before we even asked. And we finally got on board with him. Everybody say it out loud. Say, th- say the Lord, Lord and, I and I are on the same team. On the same team. <laughs> Come on, say, we're on the same side, same family. We're going for the same things. Well, I'm just praying for something I want. And he wants it just because you want it. I'm talking about now natural blessings and things like that. Yeah. Personal victory, that kind of stuff. All right. But he said, put me in remembrance. This is one of the keys that we can use whenever, whenever we are praying for others. Uh, when, uh, it could even, even, even praying for ourselves. That would be the case. He said, put me, me in remembrance. That seems like an odd statement for God to say. Remind me. 
Now, I might tell you, remind me of this, but the, the Lord, remind me. Well, it's not because he forgot. It's not because he lacks knowledge, but that is done for our benefit. We're working in, in this together. He needs to know, and we need to know. And when we are taking what he said and bringing it back to him, we're in a strong position of faith. Now we are in agreement and alignment with the will of God. Uh, uh, we're in alignment with the plan of God. It's one of the best ways we can pray. Too many times people are praying just, uh, they're randomly assigning their thoughts to God. I think this, I was praying and this thought came to me. Well, again, not every thought that comes to you in prayer is from God. That's why it, take, it takes some, some maturity and some practice to be able to discern these things. You know, it's like the person who hardly has a prayer life t- coming up to others and saying, I just don't understand how to hear from God. People talk about God speaking to them, and I just don't even get that. How much time do you spend with them, first of all? And then secondly, do you spend time in the Word? It's that combination of the Word and prayer that allows people to get uh, accustomed to walking with God and hearing from God. When all they do is pray, they get squirrely. When all they do is read the Bible, they get heady and sometimes pr- proud and they make a good argument. But when we pray and read the Word, our prayers become scriptural. They become aligned with God's will. Even if you're not reading at the moment, you're just praying out and you're thinking, I'm going to be praying for Pastor Wade. Sometimes, many times you'll find this, if you're led by the Spirit, scriptures will come out. You'll start praying the Word. What is that doing? It's putting Him in remembrance. If your prayer life is void of scriptures, get in the Word. And if you have to be intentional and say, well, I'm going to pray about this, so I'm going to find several verses, then do that. Over time, they'll stay with you, especially if you pray them. If you read them, write them down, pray them, you, you just memorize them too without trying. And the next time you pray, those scriptures will come up. They'll come up. They'll come up. That's called perfect alignment, perfect agreement with the will of God, and you'll find great success in this. Let me show you one example of this. Uh, it was Jacob over in, in Genesis. Remember Jacob? Uh, in Genesis 32, I think this is the last thing I'll tell you. Um, Genesis 32 and verse, I want to read over here, verse 9. Uh, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in case you don't know the whole story, Abraham, father of many nations, had Isaac eventually. Isaac had Jacob and Esau. They butted heads. Jacob did some things, moved away, got married a couple times. <laughs> Just because they did the plurality thing back then. They weren't Mormons. They, <laughs> that one didn't exist. Uh, this, they just weren't, didn't have the Genesis 1, uh, Genesis 2 vision yet. One man, one woman. Okay, anyway. Rachel, Leah, you know that story? Anyway, after that. Genesis, what chapter did I tell you? 32 verse 9. Okay, then Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, return to your country 
and to your family, and I will deal well with you. Isn't that interesting? He's praying, and what is he saying to the Lord? What he said to him. That's a good way to pray. And this is coming from Jacob, way back then. He's praying. He said, Lord, you said this. That ought to be central to our prayer lives. Father, you said it in the word. You promised me this. Galatians says, Galatians chapter 3 says this. Isaiah prophesied this. You said it in your word, Lord. What are we doing? We're bringing, putting back into remembrance. So, so we're getting on the same page with him, pleading together. Uh, verse 10, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and, all, and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff and now have become... Uh, two com- and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the land of, of my brother, the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the mother uh, with the children. For you said, here he goes again, for you said, I will surely treat you well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So he's basically calling on the Lord for protection from his brother. (laughs) And the way that he's doing that, he said, now you told me to go and you said you'd bless me. And you said I would have descendants as the sand of the seashore. So you've got to keep me safe. But that, I use that as an illustration for how we can pray and how we ought to pray and how we ought to approach the Lord. Say, well, I don't know everything he said. He didn't quote everything he's ever said, but you said this. You can do that with healing and, and, and victory for your finances and your future and the plan of God. And anything he said to you in particular, just don't elaborate beyond what he said to you. But Lord, you said this to me. I do this. Sometimes if I, I'll do this even with, with words or prophecies that I believe are from God. Not everything that's ever been said. Ones that are from God. Lord, you said this. So thank you. We're, go, we're good here. This is, uh, I'm trusting you. You're, you're bringing that to pass. Amen. Amen. That's how you stay in faith. And you, and you, and you give thanks for these things. Praise God. Praise God. I think that's enough.